Hello and welcome to Raise the Room podcast. I'm your host, Danica. Here at Raise the Room, we are trying to consciously raise our kids, re-raise ourselves, and by doing so, raise the vibe of any room we walk into simply with our authenticity. Now let's get to it. Hello, welcome back. I am Danica, your host, and this is a wild card episode, unhinged. I don't know what else to call it. It's basically an episode where I'm jumping on quickly because I do want to be consistent in getting out episodes and I want to share my life with you and my life is chaotic lately. We are in the middle of trying to move to a different area, two ferry rides away, getting jobs, packing up our house, selling our house. We just finished the school year. So as a teacher, that's always a messy time for me. There's so much going on. And my passion is Raise the Room, is doing this podcast, is doing readings and connecting with people online. Like I love this little side business. I've done so much. And lately, all of that has just had to take a back seat. It's sort of been on the back burner just because of life. I've also been going through some health issues. I'm going through the process of being diagnosed with endometriosis. I don't have a family doctor. We have one walk-in clinic in this city. So getting any sort of answers has been kind of a nightmare. I turned to naturopathic medicine, which I always have loved. Um, and have like found out my hormones are all out of whack. So trying to get that under control. It has just been a lot. Like my brain is constantly swirling. It's totally full at all times. And I'm grateful because I have a full life. Nothing is particularly crazy trying at this point in time, but it is challenging because everything feels like it's happening all at once. And I really when I started this podcast, had the intention of having um, a lot of episodes in the can, as they say. I literally just learned that phrase today and I've heard it twice on two other episodes, which means like for movies and stuff like pre-recorded but not released. And I did. But then in the time that I released the podcast, I didn't continue recording at a quick enough rate to like have some in the can. So here we are. It's Tuesday. I have an episode. I don't have an episode for tomorrow. And here we are. And my friend, I was voice noting Chelsea, who was on here, episode four, she makes bank. And she's like, because I was trying to send out an email about, am I going to do this? Am I not? Blah, blah, blah. Explaining that life might be and the podcast may be a little inconsistent in the next little while. And she's like, why don't you just share that? Just share what the hell's been going on with your life. And it's only might even be a 10 minute episode, but just like get something out there. And I so appreciated that feedback, obviously, because here I am doing this to you, for you, for me, really. And that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to try and just commit, even if it's just a little bit each week, to put something out because I love doing this. I, I really feel like myself when I'm doing this and sharing and going back and forth with you on Instagram has been so, so amazing. So whew, I need a deep breath after just <laughs> telling you all that. 
Um, I want to say thank you to all of you that have reached out because of last week's episode talking about my rock bottom. You know what? Like I and we are not alone. A lot of us have been absolutely derailed because of the end of a relationship. And I just feel as women collectively, let's take a look at that. (laughs) Like those of us in straight relationships and maybe even not. And I'm not saying men don't get derailed by relationships. They do. I know they do. But it's a part of basically a lot of people's stories. And yeah, I just, I think it's a coming of age thing. And I also think it's part of living in a patriarchal society. Just putting that worthiness and need for external validation on relationships, on feeling desired, on men sort of giving that to us and other people giving that to us that's an episode for another day but I just wanted to put that out there and and so many of us that have had like the friendship issues growing up and dealing with um you know relational aggression which is what I talked about in the last episode a lot of us dealt with that and you know it does show up later on in life yes we can move on yes we can get new friends yes we can seemingly get over it and be resilient and I'm not taking that away from any of us but sometimes that wound will present like a completely (laughs) irrational reaction to another form of rejection down the line as I talked about or it will present as a trust issue or it will present as a feeling of unworthiness and like I think yeah this releasing this episode just made me realize how many of us have had similar and shared experiences and how valuable it is to make those connections to the significant things that have happened in our lives. Make the connections to how they still affect us and show up today. Because there's really, you know, there's some juice there in figuring all of that out. So thank you to those of you that reached out. And um, whether you related to it or not, I, I genuinely appreciated all of you that took the time to acknowledge you know uh, me putting out my (laughs) my story in that way so thank you let's shift over to parenting why don't we I feel like this is a good topic for me to just spitball is that a is that a phrase spitball (laughs) well I said it to just go off on today because parenting lately has been I mean, it, it always, it always is very, very trying. I find it extremely difficult. I find myself constantly looking at our little family dynamic going like, wow, this is not what I thought it was going to be. It's wonderful and it's so much harder than I thought it was going to be. And with this upcoming move, obviously the emotions are are heightened in this house. They already were heightened, especially for my one son where the year was coming to an end. He had a wonderful class, wonderful teacher. He's on his second year at this school and he just had like two really great years there, two wonderful communities, teachers who really saw him and embraced his intensity and helped him, you know, grow and He was already, even before we talked about moving, like really showing us his distress over the fact that grade one was coming to an end and that he was going to be in different class with different teachers and different people in grade two. 
it was just like behavior after behavior after behavior. Not at school, just at home for us. And then we dumped the news on him that we're moving. (laughs) And you could imagine how emotional it's been for him. And I'm speaking mainly about my older son. My younger son, there's lots to say too, but he's younger. So, you know, his main concern was like, well, are my toys coming with me? Oh, which is so sweet. So I keep reminding him like, everything stays the same, you know, about our family, our family's moving together, your toys, your things. It's going to be the place that changes, right? So trying to be really gentle and reinforcing that with him. But with most things um, in our family, like the focus is on my older son because he just is more intense. And um, I even hate admitting that out loud. It actually makes me emotional for my younger son because I don't intentionally mean for him to slip through the cracks. He's just quieter in his needs. And I really try and be conscious of that. But yeah, telling him my older son we were moving it's been crazy and we were away camping last week and he was wonderful and he was terrible all at the same time (laughs) we had such a fun week we were on the beach we had beautiful weather every single day and there just were some things where it was like oh my god he is so struggling with the unknown um and struggling with attachment like a lot of his behaviors are kind of are presenting his I mean, aggression, anger, uh, those are his faves, but (laughs) as neediness, like he's also weird, like he's also quite affectionate lately, which a lot of the times his outbursts, I can't really just calm them or soothe them, soothe them over with like a hug where my younger son, I can, he gets the comfort and then he moves on. My older one, it just escalates. And lately he's been really needing that, that hug where he's just been walking up to me and giving me a hug for no apparent reason, which is not his style. He's not affectionate in that way. So I know there's so much going on under the surface and I'm trying my best to do my projector thing, which is zoom out and have the big picture in the back of my mind when he is being really challenging (laughs) and trying to just remind him like, hey, you can be worried about this move, but you can't make it all of our problems by being rude to all of us at home or by you know, choosing to be mean to your brother or let that feeling out in a way that affects other people. You can have the feeling, but you have to figure out ways to manage it. And I can help you with that. But it's like just really trying to bring him back out of his behavior that he's presenting that sometimes is seemingly totally unrelated to the move and his emotions when it really is and just reminding him like hey if you're feeling weird in your body right now because he's a manifesting generator so feeling weird in your body is a common you know thing when you're experiencing discomfort or dis-ease like if you're feeling weird in your body right now let's talk about why let's not make it so that you're getting rid of that by hitting your brother let's you know remove you obviously I'm not this calm in the moment (laughs) obviously it's more of a shit show situation and I have to physically move him or I get upset But after, it's like, let's talk about what you could do next time. Or let's talk about why you are being mean to me. Like, let's talk about why you're being mean to your brother. And just trying to connect the dots for him so that he's processing what's happening as it's happening. And the great irony of this whole situation is, is my parents moved me to this exact same town at the exact same age, the summer before grade two. And I found it so fucking hard. I was a little girl that 
I made friends right away. I was totally a good student. Like everything seemingly on the surface was fine, but my world changing that drastically at that age, I struggled with. I went home for lunch a lot. I had a wonderful supportive mother who was like so lovely in caring about my feelings. Um, So like I had all the pieces of the puzzle for it to be okay and yet it still didn't feel okay. So I'm hyper aware (laughs) of how this is all going down for him. I'm hyper aware of the situation that we're putting him in and I'm hyper aware trying to just be patient with him as we navigate this time, this next few months. Like I don't have any answers for him. Our house isn't listed yet. We don't have a new house yet. I don't know exactly what school he's going to yet. Daddy doesn't have a job quite yet. Like and I I within am just trusting that it's all going to work I really do feel the sense of peace like it's just gonna fall into place I I do feel that and maybe falling into place is not exactly how I envision it like sell buy move ta-da. maybe it's something else but I just trust I just trust I just trust that whatever is gonna happen it's gonna be okay and that is hard to share with a child who has very anxious tendencies and who likes to be prepared and who needs to know? So this is a really big learning curve for him. This is going to be one of his, you know, big bumps in the road, I think. Um, something for him to look back on and a chance for him to practice. Yeah, getting comfortable with things being unknown and not clear. And as a parent, it sucks knowing that there's not much you can do except, you know, Be comforting towards your child as they're going through something. It's not our job to fix and remove all discomfort. It's our job to be there for them to face life. And he is facing life right now as we all are. And as for my younger son, oh man, he's just the sweetest kid. He is just happy, joyful generator to a T. And if he... Yeah, he just wakes up in the same mood every single day. He's a non-emotional in human design. He's sacral. And he is just a little bucket of joy. And when he gets doing something he loves, like, it's so infectious. And he's always been a little bit more affectionate. Um, But, you know, one of his behaviors now is, like, he's showing up and sleeping in our bed with us in the night. It's hilarious, too, because he literally, like, my husband and I are on our sides on either end of our king bed. And, like, Mackie's sprawled, like... (laughs) like the king in the middle it's like how how is this person who's a third of our size taking up the whole bed um but yeah he's very he's been very interesting to watch because like I noticed a couple of times like we were talking about my sister they're all her crew's all moving to the same place too it's we're doing a mass exodus (laughs) moving back home all together and my older son and I, because he's like so observant, he noticed the second auntie's um, for sale sign was up as we just like drove by on a different road. I didn't think he'd see it, but he could see. And as we're talking about that, my younger one starts making this annoying like bah, 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 sound while my older one and I are trying to have a conversation. And I was proud of myself in that moment because instead of being like, no, thanks, Mackie, or that's, I'm trying to talk Mackie or whatever to get him to stop. I was like, ooh, is this conversation making you feel weird, Mackie? Does your body feel weird? Because again, sacral generator, he's going to feel it physiologic- physically in his body. And he's like, yeah, I don't want to. And so that was an eye-opening moment for me. Like he has 
the needs just the same as my older one does obviously he's just a little bit quieter in them he's not as intense and in that moment I was so proud of him for making it known so now I am conscious of being aware of how he's responding when anything about the move is being spoken about so like after that day we've been really trying not to bring it up too much in front of him but then we will because he has to get used to it so yeah it's just been it's only been like a couple of weeks since they found out. Maybe not even. And it's been quite a wild ride since then, actually, with both of them. And I love that they feel safe enough to just express themselves about it with us. And sometimes that safety as a parent, being the one who is the safe space, or the two people that are the safe space, is it's so fucking exhausting. Especially at the end of the school year when I was saying goodbye to all my students. I had to drop the bomb on them two days before their last day of school. Like, I won't be here in September. They were like, what? That was really hard and emotional. It was the first time I had been in the same school for three years in a row. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it was. It's just been a lot. It's been a lot. So mucho. (laughs) Did you guys know I spoke Spanish? I actually do. I know that that accent didn't make it sound like it at all, but my degree's in Spanish and I spent two years abroad studying Spanish and don't challenge me to a conversation because it's been a long ass time, but I do know. I do understand. So, and my friend Leanne, if you're listening, te veo y te entiendo. <laughs> Just inside joke on the podcast. Why not? In Spanish. Okay. And last thing that... <laughs> I might touch on at the end of this mini episode is body image, but I I do want to do a full episode on this, but I bring it up because it has taken up so much of my brain space in the last little while and it goes back to uh, what I briefly mentioned about this diagnosis with endometriosis and my hormones being out of whack. Um, yes, I have been not a good exerciser in the past few months. Um, a lot of that has to do with the fact that my hormones are out of whack and I've been very low energy and kind of feeling like you do when you have your period, but like at all times. So for me, that's a big struggle. Um, and it's just really affected, yeah, my activity levels and my, my ability to care for myself in a way that I should and that I truly in my soul want to. And so I've gained quite a bit of weight in the last few months and I'm always somebody who has been up down all around so annoying I wish it wasn't on my brain but it's just like I have to be honest it's on my brain like my clothes aren't fitting well and it sucks it just sucks and I think what sucks the most is that like I don't want to care you know so what my clothes aren't fitting well so what I'm chubbier than what I want to be so what you know like My kids don't see me any differently. My husband doesn't see me any differently. My friends don't, you know, my students, like all the people, but like I see myself differently. And that is the issue because at the end of the day, it's what we think of ourselves. And I wish I wasn't so brainwashed to like conditionally love myself based on the shape that I'm in, but I do. And I want to change that. And mainly I just... Yeah, I don't know. I just share it because that's part of the madness of the last couple of months is just like 
not feeling confident. So there's that. <laughs> I The last like five days, obviously my hormones have been a little bit different, a little bit more balanced these last five days because I have gotten out and exercised and I just like feel so much better. And I shared about it on my stories. It's like, why do I do this to myself where I stop exercising and then I get back on? I'm going to start being really intentional about um, cycle syncing. So like doing the exercise that feels good for me at that stage of my cycle and my lovely friend and client Brenna you know said gave me this beautiful this beautiful tagline of just like okay what activity will serve me today and I need to reframe it and I have been reframing it as that is not thinking of it as exercise or working out or whatever these words that shouldn't mean anything but over time I've attached a a meaning to a connotation to So it's like, what activity will feel good and serve me today? I need and want so badly to just be in that rhythm. And I'm hopeful with my hormones that things will balance out a little bit to to support me in that. And I know um, this is something a lot of you feel. We've gone back and forth about it in the DMs, so I'm just sharing that. (laughs) that. That's also part of my brain, and I hate it. And I want it to change. So I'm on that journey. I really am. I am on the journey. And like, let's be honest, with all of the madness and all of the busyness in my life in the last couple of months, like I definitely have some um, eating behaviors that are not good. Like I eat, I never related to the term emotional eating because I felt like, oh, you're sad you eat. That wasn't me. Um, But what I do do is eat to regulate or eat to decompress or eat to relax. And because things have felt so bumpy lately, like I definitely, my food intake has been all over the map in trying to just eat to decompress. So that's not helping either. (laughs) Anywho, I'll share on all that later. I will do a full breakdown of body image episode at some point in time. And I do have some really cool interviews um, coming up that I'm recording with people that you will want to hear from. And yeah, thank you to all of you who just have tuned in for this mini episode and who continue to support me and continue to cheer me on. Um, I genuinely feel lucky that I have these roomies in my life because, yeah, I I just feel lucky. (laughs) This is not a polished episode. I'm not editing any of it. So enjoy. Just letting my freak flag fly. How do you say that? Freak flag fly? Freak flag fly. (laughs) All right, roomies. Until next time, thank you for your patience. You know, the episode hopefully will come out every Wednesday. She might just look a little different than she usually does. I appreciate your understanding and your love, and I'm sending it all right back to you. Ooh, I almost forgot that... With all that you are and all that you bring to the table, you will always raise the room. Thank you, roomies, for letting me just keep it real. And when we keep it real, we raise the room. All right. Until next time. Thank you so much for spending your precious time here with me today. If you'd like more, please follow along at raise.the.room on both Instagram and TikTok. Or you can go to my website, danicamarie.com. That's Danica with a C. Here you can book a human design session with me for you or your child, 
Or you can get one of my human design parenting courses that helps you understand your child's human design type. They're designed to help you work with the child you have instead of against them. And finally, if you're still here, this would be the point where I'd ask you to rate and review the podcast, except just saying it out loud makes me want to die. So instead, I'll say, please share with a friend. I'd really appreciate it. And finally, let's always remember that with all that you have to offer, you will always raise the room. Can't wait to chat soon. Bye.